It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to week six of the 2023 NFL season and the week six market report podcast at fantasypoints.com. Joe Dolan, Graham Barfield, Tom Brawley here on a Monday morning. It is a gorgeous Monday morning in Greenville, South Carolina. I had my window open. I just opened it uh, as the guys can attest to because I uh, delayed the podcast by 12 seconds so I could open it. But it's good to be with everybody here at fantasypoints.com. I hope everybody survived week five. Interesting week. Um, Had some injuries this week. The buys were this week. Some guys are emerging on the waiver wire. We got a, a whole bunch of stuff to to discuss here. Graham and Tom, what's going on, guys? How was your week five weekend? How are how is everything treating you? Uh, pretty good. The bets were good. Uh, my Steelers somehow pulled out a victory at the top of the AFC North somehow. We'll talk about even that though they, <laughs> they might be one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, pretty good here for me in a early October Monday. How you doing, Graham? What's going on, man? Not too bad. Not too bad, Joe. It's good to talk to you guys as always. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, brutal week five. I mean, had some some really good teams take some big L's this last week. Uh, Jags got a, another win in London, baby. Yeah, you know, all just, our uh, teams big wins here. Yeah, baby. Huge. Hometown coming. I uh, get a big win in Buffalo, but not nah, good. A uh, good week five. Uh, hopefully, we get some Christian Watson tonight. I, I got a nice over on Christian Let's Watson. Thirty. I just added now, a so. Green Bay Packers bet as well here, plus Ooh. two. So we're, we're we're on the Watson. We're on the the Packers here tonight. Let's let's like go. It. Let's all go. right, so let's start by just breaking down all the games from the week, and uh, then, then there's an accompanying article for this up at FantasyPoints.com, just in case uh, everybody wants to know. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this, we ne- we don't talk about the Monday night game. Um, we don't even, we rarely preview it, but just before we came on air, uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL Network reported that the uh, Devontae Adams will play tonight against the Packers. So if you need him, Looks like he's going to be there with with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo out there. So obviously you fire him up as a wide receiver one so because the the Raiders he's nutting are up again there. Oh uh, yeah, nutting he's, he's nutting up, and the Raiders are going to find him. Are going to um, obviously they've been a very narrow fantasy team. They've been throwing the ball to Adams and Myers and giving the ball to Josh Jacobs. That's what the Raiders do. That's what they've been doing. That's what they're going to continue to do. Let's go to the Thursday night game between the Bears and the Commanders. This one, Justin oh. Fields. Um, throwing the ball all over the yard obviously not all over the yard is probably wrong because he threw for 282 and dj moore had 230 of it a lot of that after the catch just a huge game for dj moore as the bears picked on uh khalil herbert first and foremost uh tom i gotta ask you are you feeling any better about justin fields two weeks ago we wrote his tombstone and i still feel like maybe i shouldn't continue carving it but I still have it in a prominent place on my desk. Um, but it does look like there is something here, Tom, that we had never seen before from Fields, and they've responded to some level of adversity here. Yeah, I, I think this. I, I'll, I'll buy into this, even if he's, you know, maybe if somebody's even looking to sell him a little high off of this. I, I'll be buying here. The schedule upcoming is we got the Vikings, Raiders, and Chargers in the next three weeks. Three awesome matchups after playing uh, the Commanders last week. And what the coaching staff has done, uh, the more design runs the last two weeks and play action off those design runs. So uh, the formula, they're going back to the formula that was pretty successful at the end of last year. Uh, and he's he's found DJ Moore. 
Uh, it's interesting. I, you know, looking into our fantasy points data, DJ Moore, only wide receiver who has a perfect quarterback rating with his uh, quarterback right now. It's wow, uh, incredible, it's absurd. He, Dude, there's yeah. like 27 of 32 for like 500 yards. It's insane. I mean, it's yep, and really then good. all other Bears receivers are just dust. <laughs> but a Cole yeah, Komet, I, I mean, I wrote up Cole Komet yeah, too. Komet, he's yeah. he's yeah. he's a legit top five tight end right now. It's uh, this offense is kind of funneling through those two. And uh, of course, the big injury coming out of that game was Khalil Herbert. They were down to Kari Blazin game running the ball and, yeah. <laughs> against the commanders at the end of that game. So looks like he's going to uh, miss a couple of weeks here with a, a high ankle sprain. So it's probably going to be Roshan Johnson time, but he's got a he's got a clear concussion. concussion protocol. So it might also yeah. be Deontay, Deontay Foreman. Foreman time. So yeah. Oh boy. We get Foreman off coming off a healthy scratch. I will say Roshan has the extra time coming off Thursday. Yep. Uh I'm I'm with you, Tom. I'm buying a little bit of uh of fields flames here. I mean, obviously worst possible start, but this kind of mirrors last year. I mean, they got off to an atrocious start last year too. And then they started picking it up. Obviously four touchdowns and back-to-back games that won't repeat, but um, you know, the confidence is back from fields as a passer. Obviously he's just smashed in two layup matchups, but Joe, I mean, we say this all the time on this show and just in our analysis, like when guys smash and layup matchup, like layup matchups like this one, or, you know, back to back, like we have to give them credit. And what do you want him to do? Case, like suck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Fields' case, he's done exactly what we want him to. He's QB1 uh, two weeks ago. He's probably going to be, what? what is he right now? QB2 or QB3? So, yeah, wheels up on Fields. And, um, you know, I for, for DJ Moore, man, I mean, it's just there's going to be weeks where he catches three balls for 30 because Fields, you know, has a bad Miss game. A but, I mean, you just keep playing him. Yeah, you had the, the, the ceiling is way too high. Uh, let's go yeah. over to the commanders where um, – Andy Reid was so proud of Eric Bieniemy in this game. I think it was Nathan Yonke from Pro Football Focus who tweeted out that the commanders in the Pro Football Focus era are the only team to drop back 55 consecutive times without a designed run in the Pro Football Focus era. Andy Reid with a well done, my son, to Eric Bieniemy. Um, that that sounds sounds like old uh, Donovan McNabb Eagles right there, man. Like. Uh, I bet Brian Robinson over 15, 15 and a half carries in that game. I'm still waiting for, I'll be waiting like weeks for him to get another carry <laughs> in this uh, case. <laughs> and I mean, that like Sam Howell, Sam Howell yeah. is the worst quarterback per fantasy points data this year in terms of taking sacks that were his fault uh, and dropping him back 55 times is a disaster. Nonetheless, if you started Sam Howell, you're happy. He gave you 31 fantasy points. Logan Thomas is a tight end. We're looking for these tight ends. You talked about, uh, Cole Komet's a top five tight end. Logan Thomas, I mean, for as long as he can stay out there, and that's obviously a big question for him. But man, McLaurin, 51 pass attempts for Sam Howell. McLaurin has five targets. Dotson has five targets. Meanwhile, Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, and Antonio Gibson all have more targets than that. Um, I don't know what to say, um, but Logan Thomas is certainly somebody who should be rostered. Tom, in our auction league, I picked him up and started him against, uh, uh, like, literally, I think I picked him up 40 minutes before the game and started him against uh, our boy Moyer, and I can't imagine Moyer was very happy about that. A lot of people probably did it. I mean, he was kind of a popular ad last week just because, you know, bye weeks were finally setting in, and, you know, he's been kind of active uh, through the first couple of weeks when he's been been available. So, yeah, he's at the top of the the uh, waiver wire Curtis Samuel is, I mean, he's got to be in consideration too. That's uh, I mean, we're playing with basically a rookie quarterback and it's kind of showing yeah. he he's everything is funneling towards the middle of the field. He's closer targets. He's 
it's kind of petrified to throw it outside the numbers and it's killing Jahan Dotson. He's he's droppable at this point. I mean, I would probably maybe hang on to him for another week or two unless you're, you know, in a 10 team league. Yeah, bye weeks are coming up, but he's kind of killing McLaurin and Dotson right now. It's it's just not enough, not enough passes outside the numbers to these guys. And uh, even like the big McLaurin catch was on a deep crosser, you know, over the middle. His you know, everything seems to be funneling to these guys that are in the middle of the field right now. Yeah. Uh, let's move to the Jacksonville Buffalo London game. This one was actually entertaining. I, I got to be honest, man. Like, I hope they had a uh, an adequate grounds crew to clean up all the flags that were thrown on the field in that oh. game. What a joke. I mean, of course, there's some legitimate flags, but there were some ticky tack calls in that game. Nonetheless, the Jaguars come out with a huge win um, and we get a big game. For the Jaguars, you want to have a big game. Trevor Lawrence throws for 315, runs for 31. ETN has a monstrous day. Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk lead them in targets and receiving. Evan Ingram has eight targets. And uh, uh, the news here, if you have Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, it seems, might have aggravated that knee injury. He actually was on the receiving end, Graham, of Trevor Lawrence's touchdown, but he might have aggravated that knee injury that's kept him out here a little bit. And it seems like Ridley and Kirk are going to have the uh, same opportunity here to be uh, kind of kind of big-time fantasy assets. Yes, they will be. Yeah, Christian Kirk after week one has just come screaming back. I mean, looking into the data, you know, first four weeks, him and Ridley were splitting the first read targets. Uh, that continued here in week five, uh, they both had great game against the Bills. I mean, I think, I think we're all kind of on this, you know, no Tredavious White for the Bills secondary. Then they sustained a couple more injuries in the game, specifically to, to Matt Milano. So really good spot. I'm going to write up Trevor Lawrence as like a slight upgrade. Uh, he could have had an even bigger game here, guys, watching the game. I mean, they they had some more red zone miscues. He had a couple fumbles that killed drives. Uh, but to still toss for you know well over 300 yards against a good defense, uh, the big games are coming here for Lawrence. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, this is going to be a really condensed passing offense, continue to be a condensed passing offense with Ridley and Kirk and Ingram. Um, you know, we're we're talking about tight ends on this podcast. I mean, Ingram gets eight targets, just goes four for 28. But I mean, he is one of the few guys every single week where we're you know consistently getting eight targets. So don't be too concerned about Ingram moving forward. He just can't score a damn touchdown. He drops off. Nobody can. Nobody yeah, can. Tom, besides Zay Jones. Yeah, this so always been his issue. He just can't score touchdowns, but yeah. he's getting the targets and yeah, he yeah. just drops that one in this game and uh, ruins oh, one of my, his yeah, like, that, few opportunities that, to score a touchdown. Lawrence was just like a quarter of a second late on that throw. Yeah. It was a perfectly designed play, but the defender you know, got right back up to, yep. to Ingram on that one. But yeah. Uh, let's go to the bill side. Uh, t- talk about not running the football. I mean, they did nothing of it. I mean, <laughs> they handed the ball off 10 times. James cook had negative four yards. Uh, I mean, this was an, yeah. this was a classic, classic. I, I, Bills under Josh James Allen game. Cook right now, Joe. I mean, this is, this usage is, we're just getting Latavius Murray, Damien. I was getting questions about trading James cook for Calvin, you know, cha- you know, trading Calvin Ridley for James cook last week. It's like, no, we're sticking with Calvin Ridley. He has still has potential to be a wide receiver, at least a top 15, top 20 wide receiver. James Cook, this is – he got lucky, kind of lucky last week. Latavius Murray couldn't finish off a drive. He got a, actually got a goal line carry last week, scored his touchdown. But this usage is, is a little frightening. And if they can't get the run game going like they did this week, um, I just don't know what he's – going to contribute week to week it's it's a little scary with him yeah yeah i mean i, I will say the game, the game script yeah sorry go ahead joe 
I said, obviously still a flex option right now and RB two, but yeah, you're right. Uh, Graham, they were down 11, nothing in the, essentially in the blink. And that's the, the problem. Like you would think he's a passing back, but they're playing Latavius Murray over him and passing. Yeah. Situations. I think some of that's just, just pass protection. I mean, Murray's yeah. not really getting the ball, but I'm not, I'm not too, too concerned. I mean, bills are going to play with a lot of good game script this year. And this is just one of those games where, I mean, they did the, that first half was so sluggish. I don't think, I mean, they went three and out on their first two drives. I think, I mean, they were just, yeah. they struggled. Just play Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis's ceiling is just too high to sit. Like, yeah, I, I wanted to ask you guys: should we uh, should we upgrade Gabe? That was the one. Yeah, question I he, have in this game, especially if they're not going to run the ball, man. Like, I mean, look, and, These and tight Adam, ends are doing nothing. Yeah, didn't KK get dinged up in that game? Uh, no, nothing. he had a catch late, but he's just not involved. It's it's yeah. super bizarre. I mean, uh, you know. They're both they both got eight targets, Knox and Kincaid. But yeah, let's yeah, let's upgrade Gabe. I mean, he's having such a good year, yeah, here, man. The touchdowns are going to run out, but he's clearly healthy. Are they? You know, Allen. What's that? Yeah, are they? they? Might not run they out. They might. They might. They might. I mean, he's got. I mean, we were drafting he's not him as scoring every game, but yeah, we were drafting him as a fourth round pick last year because we're like, oh, he's going to score ten touchdowns, and yeah. uh, then he got hurt, and like this actually feels like one of those ones where we were right last year. It just he got hurt early. That in the touchdown. Season. That touchdown last this week was phenomenal too. It was yeah, complete trust. Dude, he Josh scored two. Allen. Yeah, he's, I mean that, he scored two. That one he where he back. threw it and you know he had that man coverage and he just put it on his you know right on his hip and it was you yeah. know just well well you know well done by Josh Allen and uh, just a great great combo yep. there. Houston and Atlanta. Atlanta wins twenty one nineteen. Atlanta does gets it done again. And hey, look guys, look. Desmond Ritter throws for 329. Okay, so the Desmond Ritter, Tom, our boy TC, is going to have to uh, <laughs> uh, calm down on Ritter a little bit this week. He's not Desmond, the worst NFL quarterback right now. <laughs> no, he's, I saw quite a few worse this week. Uh, Ritter throws for tweet 329, and guys, he throws for 329, and look who's the leading receivers. Kyle Pitts, 7 for 87. Drake London, 6 for 78. Meanwhile, Bijan Robinson scores the receive the butt catch. He caught it with his butt cheek. Did you see that? His uh, yeah, his, his, his touchdown, Tom. Did you see it? it I did back. not. Oh, okay. So you must have been running. So what happened was it was um a little like a middle screen or a shovel pass. Um and oh, Ritter, oh okay, I did see that. Where it looked like I it almost looked like it was behind his back. Like he well, it was. It was okay, behind him. I was a little. Confused it was behind him. Ritter threw it behind him. Bijan caught it with his left hand and pinned it to his butt cheek. And then ran into the end zone. <laughs> it looked like he was going to do some like and one, like do some around the head, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so that was <laughs> guys pretty talented. I mean, okay. Uh, this is why I was telling people you just can't drop Kyle Pitts. Like, not that this was a huge game or anything, but the question I had was, who are you dropping him for? Every week I've made the wrong decision. I sat him for Hunter Henry this week, and Hunter Henry's got a goose egg, and we will get to that game. Um, but. I, and and I do believe there there was some video going around, and I honestly find it compelling. Kyle Pitts just not moving at full speed, but maybe this was a step in the right direction, Graham. Yeah, I think it was. And it, it, for the Falcons, just pass game in general, like, wow, good things happen when you throw it to your good players. It's like we were watching the Chicago game the last three weeks. You know, they're finally throwing to DJ Moore this past week. You know, Pitts, 11 targets. London got nine. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, these guys are like, you know, got to automatically reinsert them into lineups. I want to see more from Ritter over, you know, a couple games span here. We were coming into this game thinking, man, like, 
Falcons might go to, to Heineke here. The good news is they got the commanders coming up and the commanders defense has just gotten blown up for four straight games, giving up 30 points in four straight yeah. games here. So we'll, we'll get a nice little test here. Uh, see what we're going to get from Ritter. See if this is just a one game, you know, good matchup. Uh, but I got to say, you know, good spot again against Washington. Um, yeah, I think I think it's it's worthy of a little bit of an upgrade for London and Pitts. But again, I'm I'm yeah. not I'm not sold here. <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, Josh Norris? I think tweeted it out yesterday. All of, like his his route Kyle Pitts's route tree from yesterday. It was basically all left breaking routes. That's I mean, yeah. probably mm-hmm. to compensate for that knee. So it's something. Yeah, that's, I mean, jo- I mean Josh defenses was will on catch this. Yeah, yeah. Josh was tweeting this out a couple weeks ago. He he ran a deep crosser where Ritter missed him. I think it was in the Lions game, and Ritter missed him, and uh, he just could not. It was so clear, like he yeah. could not get up to full speed. So that and, it's uh, you know, something to watch. I like they clearly are like, all right, if he can break to the left, he probably has a little more juice than you know breaking to the right. So I, whoever yeah. writes up this game, you might so want to check the, uh, out the next gen. Breakdown. So the um uh so essentially he can't push off his left leg is yes is the, he, yeah. he can push off the right leg he can get to the interesting. left interesting yeah it, it was interesting yeah it's 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 very clear you're gonna look at it and it's gonna be like wow holy shit yeah. everyone is to the left even you know even when he starts to the right of the formation hmm. it's all breaking into the middle of the field if he's on the left side of the formation it's all breaking towards the sideline I'm interested to see on the Texan side how our guys chart um. My guess is just looking at the numbers, CJ Stroud throws 35 passes, only three to Nico Collins. Um, my guess is AJ Terrell followed him at least selectively. Um, and Tank Dell left this game with a concussion. So that's something we need to monitor. Uh, but uh, I guess the story of the of the podcast so far is tight ends who are now all of a sudden usable for fantasy. Dalton Schultz, Tom had been his role had been increasing. He gets 10 targets in this one, including a touchdown. Yeah, and I'm sure that was you know aided by Tank Dell. That was a I believe he went out in the second quarter of that game. Mm-hmm. So that certainly he helped. He's still like he's right around 60% of the snaps. It's a little, little thin for what you want from your tight end, but uh what we're getting at the position right now, we'll take it. It's been kind of gradually growing here. Uh, you know, maybe they're getting some chemistry between these two guys, but uh, we're expecting, you know, these guys just can't get through concussion protocol in a week uh, this season with the new new standards. So we're, we're expecting Tank Dale to miss this week. Uh, so probably Robert Woods and uh, <clears throat> Dalton Schultz will have to be featured a little bit more. But Nico Collins might go for 200 plus yards against the, the commanders this week. Uh, just keep the, uh, the yeah. trend going after A.J. Brown and D.J. Moore did it. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the Lions and the Panthers, T-Bro. Uh, the Lions uh, uh, take – excuse me, uh, Tom, uh, you confused me a little bit. The Texans take on the Saints this week. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I was yeah, thinking yeah. of the Falcons. The Commanders take on the Falcons, yep, yep. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what am I What am I thinking? Did my, my signals get crossed? No, uh, we'll, we'll, don't worry. We'll talk about that on the waiver wire and in our content later this week. Let's go to the Panthers and the Lions. The Lions, David Montgomery continues to do it again. At this rate, Jameer Gibbs might never touch the football. Um <laughs> Um, Jameer Gibbs obviously misses this game with a hamstring. Amon Ra misses it with a groin injury, which I hope is not a sports hernia. Um, uh, but they just keep going through the Lions. Goff is playing out out of his mind. The play calling's good. The Panthers defense, I, I've I, I've written this up in, in the mismatch report. Their pressure rate 
over expectation is the lowest in the NFL. So Jared Goff was doing his taxes back there and he's thrown to this hodgepodge group of receivers. I don't know what else to say at this point, guys, about the Lions. I mean, Sam Laporta, you start him. If Amon Ra doesn't play, I would think they're going to get Jameson Williams more involved going forward. Um, but uh, Tom, what do you even say about this Lions offense? Yeah, it's just, well, we'll see. The, Jamison Williams was the big question coming into the week and, you know, Amon Ra doesn't play. So you know, some people were excited that he might have a bigger role. He actually played, uh, you know, ran 15 routes uh, out of 30 here, looking at uh, uh, PFF here, uh, 28 to 60 snaps as well. So his role was actually a little healthier uh, than anticipated. And it was even a blowout. So, uh, I think it was was a Pelissero before the game, eh, twenty snaps maybe. So uh, the fact that it was a blowout and he still played, you know, more snaps than anticipated is probably a good sign. Uh, uh, we can certainly maybe write him up as a player to watch here. But uh, you know, it's it, it was a tough spot. He, he's been basically away from the team, not practicing for the last seven weeks. Uh, had the hamstring injury in mid August and uh, had to be away from the facility for the last four weeks. So. Um, of course, he's going to be a little bit behind, and I would not be dropping him right now. I mean, people, I mean, I saw it last week on the way for Quentin Johnston. People were just absolutely, uh, it did nothing. I'm dropping him. So if Jamison Williams gets dropped this week, uh, I would be first in line to pick him up. They're, they're going to give him more opportunities going forward. Uh, I guess the concern would be, though, that Josh Reynolds is playing pretty damn good. Uh, could yeah. could eat into his production a little bit, and Sam Laporta uh, just, just fire him up. He's a top three tight end right now with TJ Hawkinson and uh, Travis Kelsey when they're healthy. On the flip side, if the Panthers, at the very least, the Panthers got you garbage time here. I mean, I don't know what else to say about the Panthers. Miles Sanders lost another fumble. Um, he had one target. I mean, the guys, he's dealing with a groin injury. But at the very least, man, Graham Thielen's an every week wide receiver three at this point. Wide receiver yeah, three. He's like a back end one right now. I don't, I don't think it's going to last. I think we're eventually going to get one of these, you know, Mingo and Chark to pop, but uh, Bryce Young just continues to not throw deep. So the entire offense, you know, funnels through Adam Thielen. Uh, he's just absolutely dominating targets. Nine, 14, eight and 13. I mean, if you, I, I start him guys, I didn't, I did not think this was in the range of outcomes for Adam Thielen this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's, you know, to the point where he's dominating targets where, I mean, Mingo and Shark are just completely irrelevant in this offense and, you know, they don't throw deep. So it's all Thielen. Uh, how about LaVisca Chenault mixing in for five carries too? Panthers are just grasping at straws for their run game at this point. I mean, Chuba and, and Miles are just are just not getting it done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Thielen for right now, man, he's like the only piece of this offense that you can really play. And Tennessee and Indianapolis, Indy wins this one 23-16, but obviously the big news is Anthony Richardson going down. And look, here's the problem, guys. Let's let's talk facts, Graham. Anthony Richardson's played four games in the NFL. He's missed one and the other in three of the others he's left with an injury. And that's not a good start to his career, especially for a guy who's been playing pretty well. But I think we're we're bracing for a semi-extended absence for Anthony Richardson right now. I think I saw maybe a four to six week window. Um, they're obviously not going to rush him back because Gardner Minshew can keep this offense on track. But what was a, looking like a special fantasy quarterback might not happen this year. I know, man. It's such a bummer. I mean, we were all such massive Richardson fans. Yeah, our guy Edwin Porras was in our Discord um, a couple hours ago saying that it's going to probably be four to six weeks, uh, grade three injury. He's seeking a second opinion, which is usually never a good sign. You know, mm. just kind of like making sure it's the right 
diagnosis on the first try. Um, yeah, there's a real chance we we don't see Richardson for for quite some time here. And it sucks. I mean, Minshew is, you know, a, a really good backup. And I mean, I guess we could, you know, talk through how this offense will look different, you know, with with Minshew versus Richardson. You know, Minshew's been pretty solid for for Pittman and and Josh Downs. So, you know, we, maybe we can upgrade the receivers a, a little here. But curious for your guys' thoughts on like this run game. I mean, Zach Moss is awesome. Like he's playing really, really well. He's like I know they really, gave Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, they gave Jonathan Taylor the big extension. You know, what what do we think about this backfield? Because, you know, the four games prior to JT, you know, coming back to the team. I mean, it was all Zach Moss, obviously, you know, huge bell cow role. Do we think this is going to be some sort of split? You know, I think that's, that's kind of the big question here with me. Yeah. I mean, I think for the next, at least for the next couple, like the next month or clearly they played him 10 snaps Taylor to 53 for Moss last, uh, last week. Uh, they're easing him into the, to the plan. I don't blame him. I mean, Zach Moss is yeah. playing at a really high level. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a frustrating, I, I, I mean, I, I sat Zach Moss in a bunch of spots just, Same. it wasn't because I didn't think he wasn't going to play enough. It was a combination of that and, uh, you know, a very tough matchup against the Titans, but absolutely just carved him up the long touchdown run from 50, 56 yards out. Uh, yeah. I, people, you know, we were, we were drafting Taylor, high second round even before we knew about this contract stuff but now he sat out for the first four weeks and they kind of found a little gem here in zach moss so uh, there's you know, and they just gave him that big contract this is a team that's looking down the road a couple years from now when anthony richardson is uh a couple year more years you know season so they're you know if they don't have to put a bunch of uh you know wear down him uh you know wear out the tread here this season hey we can Give yeah. Zach Moss a little bit of work here on the side, and uh, Joe, you talk. I mean, Shane Steichen is he? We've I saw last oh, year yeah. that he was willing to spread it around. Oh, for sure. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. here's the other thing that I that I thought about when watching this game. I wonder if they came in saying, "Hey, we'll go with the flow." If Taylor is clearly more yeah. effective, he's going to get a little bit more run. And then in this game, they were like, "Ah, there was no reason." to give Taylor more run in this game. And I thought it was my observation about this was, you know, we're we, in all the hand wringing over running back contracts of which I partook in because I don't, I don't think it's necessarily fair to how running backs are used. Maybe this was what we were asking for. Maybe the Colts paid Taylor for his past production. And they're just like, ah, thanks for those big years, dude. <laughs> but now Zach Moss is our guy. Um, I, I think it'll change a little bit going forward, but, I would anticipate Zach Moss is going to have an opportunity here to be the lead back, at least for the time being. Um, flipping over to Tennessee, um, there's only one thing I want to talk about here, um, and it's Ty J. Spears. I think we we got a lot of questions about him. I know you guys got him on the yeah. Yeah. on the morning yeah, we, show. There are some people really struggling. Like, and we and, like, yeah, and we said Ty J. and a lot of them, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of great yeah. options. So yeah, and like I know yeah. I answered a couple where like I'm playing Ty J. Spears in that spot. He is like the definition of a bi-week flex right now. He's got some juice to him. He plays in the passing game. Uh, he looks really good. It looks like they actually, for the first time, have a viable compliment to Derrick Henry. They yeah. do. They do. Tajay's really good, man. I, th- I thought he was the the second, in terms of talent, he was the second best player in this draft class mm-hmm. behind Bichon. You know, it's just the question of, of whether or not he could stay healthy, and he's, he's more than stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, the Titans... 
uh, you know, they've they've been looking for a back to kind of complement Henry for years. And Spears is the perfect option. You know, last couple of weeks in start said I've just been writing up as saying, hey, like you're starting Derrick Henry, but you've got to realize that the floor is lower than ever now because Tajay is is good. He's playing on passing downs. And once again, Tajay got five targets mm-hmm. in this game. Henry did get a few designed looks again, which is, is nice for him to get, you know, a couple balls in the week where he's, you know, not stiff arming defenders into oblivion. But hey, I mean, I think this is what we've we've got to come to expect here. I mean, this is a this is a split backfield. Spears has a legitimate role and, you know, Henry's floor is, is definitely lower. And, you know, the weeks where he's not, you know, scoring touchdowns, it's probably going to be pretty low end output, you know, for, for fantasy this season. And, and this was a week where, you know, they, the Titans were expected to win. They were favored, but you know, we're seeing in these like negative game scripts that Spears has a little more juice too. And this is a Titans team that isn't like t- teams from the past here f- for the Titans that were uh, favored in a bunch of games and the best team in the AFC South. So he's going to be yeah. relevant, uh, you know, more often than not with the Titans, like, you know, but likely to be underdogs in most yeah. games going forward and uh, they will potentially <laughs> play, potentially playing a negative game script. <laughs> yeah. Tom, this will probably be the last time the Titans are favored for a long time, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I was surprised they were favored in this game. So I, I never know with the, uh, never know with Vegas, but yeah, that was, I, I don't know their upcoming schedule. I know they're four point underdogs against uh, the, the Ravens. Ravens in London yeah. this week. So it's it, maybe it's going to be another Spears week where where you can use them as a flex uh, with two teams on by. Miami and the Giants. Miami Lee uh, wins this one, thirty one sixteen. There's not much for for us to say about Miami at this point. You start or New York? Start. No, yeah. <laughs> nope. Like I mean, I want no questions on HN. You have to start them. You can start Mostert. Uh, Jeff Wilson was not back in this game. Um, McDaniel. Uh, if he takes touches away from HM, which he will not, by the way, because he's not a donkey, um, that would be foolish. He's uh, the, uh, so I want to talk about the radio call because we we got um we get live audio for the Sirius XM game day show, um, and uh, we we had the ra- the Dolphins game up and on HM's long touchdown, um, yeah. the 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 play by play guys go like and two was back and he hands to HM and immediately. The color guy goes, oh, he might be gone. <laughs> like he saw immediately, like that it was going to be a touchdown. It was one of the funniest things I've heard, and he was, he was gone. Uh, he's just too explosive. Um, I saw Cedric Wilson getting some blow in this game, uh, the four for fifty-two. But I mean, uh, uh, you start him. If it, the, the here's the secret to beating Miami, you have to make Tua go through his progressions. We've seen this at fantasy points. Um, Tua's who was amazing on his first reads and anything beyond that, not so hot. And the giants got him to throw a couple of picks, but early in the down Tua was carving them up. Uh, and for the giants, Daniel Jones guys, uh, neck injury. And I don't know if you remember, he said, uh, yep. this is from Pat Leonard of the New York daily news. He said, it's similar to the pain he felt in 2021. He missed the final six games of that season with a neck injury. Um, I would anticipate Daniel Jones missing some time. Tyrod's obviously a good backup, but this offense is garbage. Hot freaking garbage. But in the theme of the podcast, Darren Waller got going in this one, Graham. Yeah, a little squeaky wheel. I mean, we kind of we kind of expected a little bit after last week's pretty much no show. He was a complete ghost for the entire game. Got 11 targets, 8 for 86. Um, you know, I've been writing it up just saying, do you really have better options? Do you really, really want to start Luke Musgrave over with Darren Waller? Uh, I think that's kind of where we're at with this offense. Yeah. It's just you just 
keep playing him. It's going to be gross uh, with Tyrod. Uh, we'll get Saquon back probably this week, but will we? I hope yeah. <laughs> this offense needs. Who do they even play sure. this week? They're they playing Buffalo the Monday Night Football. They play An angry they, Bills team. Dable's oh. been doing the old uh, Belichick with Barkley the last couple but, weeks, doing the limited practice where he puts his pads on. By the way, on the field. So, Tom, I'm sure you saw the early line. Oh, it's 14 and a half. Yeah, it's moving. It's insane. Yeah, yeah I think it's already 15 now. Yeah, can, we, can we start um, the flexes uh, in week six, NBC? Can we yeah, do get, it now? Get the Giants out of freaking prime time for the love of God. I'm tired of this crap. I'd rather watch the Jets at this point. At least the Jets. Yeah, no, they're. You, you never know what Zach Wilson's gonna do. That's a yeah. entertaining. Oh God! Three <laughs> smalls right. on that team. Yeah, yeah, let's get let's get let's move forward to another game. Let's go to the Saints oh, and the no. Patriots. Oh, oh God! No. I mean, so speaking of broken offenses. Um, Tom, how bad does Mac Jones look to you? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, uh, he's terrible right now, but they've also done him no favors. They, and have, by the way, they put they in Zappy no and he goes three of nine. They have so. no team speed on the, you know, they yeah. got Devontae. Parker, that last number pick, one wide did you guys see, did you guys see who he's throwing to on that last pick? It's Ty Montgomery. Oh my god. Oh they're, yeah, they're, they're trying they're to throw do in something. Ty Montgomery crossers. I mean, this well, is, I, it's, it's Smith Schuster and uh, Dudu, uh Smith Schuster and uh Demario Douglas, I think we're banged up. But still, this is yeah. but come you know, on. this is what they're off-season moves. Let's go get De- Devontae Parker last year. Let's go get Juju Smith Schuster. Let's go get Zeke, like guys that can't move anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just zero team speed on this. And uh, I mean, Mac is certainly playing poorly, but I mean, he's been put in kind of an impossible situation. If your receivers can't create separation and windows for you, and it's and, that, and that's, it's the, just kind, a mess that's all not the kind of quarterback he is, you know, no. like doo doo shit poopster. That's <laughs> uh, he is. Uh, how obviously bad was that signing when um, they did uh, it? And all then, of us, literally, all of us were like, "Why don't you just keep Jacoby?" Jac- it was got the, the same, same contract, contract too. That was same literally the contract. same exact contract. Insane. I mean, not that this offense Insane. would be that much better with Jacoby Myers, because not he's not the yeah, kind he's of player. Professional well, he was, wide receiver. They don't have I, any professional I wide mean, receivers. We're, we're seeing like he was getting open for him and you know helping them yeah. move the ball last year. Like this is, I mean, Hunter Henry is the focal point of this passing game right now. He, he had a, he had a goose that, egg. I know. By and, the yeah, way, and he did by, nothing. And they by the way, zero points. This the, <laughs> yeah, this to that point. This is the third straight game. Third straight game where the Patriots have had. Eight different receivers between three and five targets, or two and five targets. I mean, it. it oh, and the, I mean, the carries are split, hat, you know, 50 50 between Ramondre well, that, and that's Zeke. That's what too. I wanted to it's ask like, you guys about Ramondre, man. I mean, I think it's it's kind of the over. offense like, is so bad, man. I just, yeah, there's, they're not even checking it down to him. Like, yeah, like it's, I, I mean, he's benchable. Like, I love Ramondre, but he's benchable. Like, totally. They're not uh, going to get near the goal line either to, to score touchdowns. Yeah. It's, like, I mean, coming into this game, Ramondre had one carry inside the tent. Yeah. I mean, when's the next that, time? And that's probably goal line carry. Of their plays inside <laughs> the tent. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say, they haven't had very many to begin with. So, yeah. yeah. It was looking kind of promising uh, in week one, too, because Mac Jones, and then we it's really just the Eagles had a banged up secondary, and they were learning under a new defensive coordinator, and now everything's dead for them. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Oh God! Anyway, let's. Done. I'm done with the Patriots. Uh, yep. You know, you know, you know how you know things are bad for a, an NFL team when I'm like, you know, who the Patriots could use? Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I mean, like yeah. seriously, like they he could. really would be their best receiver. Honestly, right now, and, well, he, would he has be. speed and he gives uh, yeah. athleticism. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the Saints side, uh, 
Michael Thomas, uh, Chris Olave, guys, we need to watch him. Um, yeah, he hurt his toe in pregame yeah. warmups, and Dennis Allen said he made it through without incident, but you know how those things can get over the week. Um, Kamara is a bell cow. Kendra Miller, um, I would caution everybody going to look at this and say, oh, Kendra Miller had 16 touches. Um, I think 10 of them came in the fourth quarter with the game out of reach. So they oh, just yeah. took K- Kamara out of this game. Uh, Derek Carr is a little better, but uh, Chris Olave is the big one, Tom. Got to watch his status. Yeah, I was writing up the waiver wire. It's incredible how many like the the saints just cannot get into any kind of shootout here uh they their first five games have all finished with 37 or fewer points i mean i think this offense has the potential for some fireworks but they just cannot get into a game that has any kind of flow or any kind of you know production so um a tough one at least Lave scored the touchdown but we'll see about this foot issue maybe maybe rashid shaheed gets a little upgrade if uh, alave Mm-hmm. has to miss time or uh but yeah this is this is kind of tough right now this passing yeah. game they just didn't have to do anything they just turtled on the ball they knew the patriots weren't a threat for anything uh it wasn't like kamara was carving them up on the ground they just yeah were running it right into the you know right they, into the line they average get their three or four yards and like all right we'll punt if we can't score <laughs> they averaged 4.3 yards per play by design in this game yeah, because they knew that was going to be enough to beat the Patriots. Like they and and yeah, I, don't blame I think them. that that's the takeaway. Yeah, that's yeah. the takeaway is like these teams. Anybody that's playing the Patriots, I think we've just got to kind of consider that game sort of dead for fantasy. Like if we were expecting a shootout, you know, just throw throw that in the bin against the Patriots. And, and uh, the Patriots have had a couple of those games so far this year. I, I think I was looking at yeah. their upcoming schedule. They got some potential shootout spots. So like that's if, what I was I just wish, looking at. They I wish Olave wasn't week. hurt because I think there's. Yeah. I, I would be buying low on on these Saints receivers. I think they'll start playing in some yeah. higher scoring games, and these you know the car will start to rack up some passing yards, and these receivers will start to take off a little bit. Oh, and by the way, keep in mind the Patriots lost arguably their two best defensive players to injury the, this last week. So uh, yep. that obviously, and if they're not going to be able to stop anybody, then for sure that these game scripts are coming. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, Tom, seventeen to ten, and the story of this game domination. <laughs> yeah oh yeah i want i want everybody to uh i want everybody to check this out after the game they asked mike tomlin about um the touchdown pass from kenny pickett to george pickens which i think all of us would agree even those of us who have been criticizing kenny pickett would agree was a great throw by kenny pickett and a great decision um tomlin said well obviously we're trying to do some things but that i don't think that was our intention on that play or something and then it cuts tom at the same time, I noticed this while watching the game on my televisions here without the sound on because I'm doing the game day show. And yeah. I see Matt Canada is just nonplus. The, the entire Steelers coaching booth is going nuts because they just scored a go-ahead touchdown. And Matt Canada is just sitting there like. <laughs> so hey. I think the context clues were. Matt Cannon and Mike Tomlin were playing for a field goal, and Kenny Pickett said, I have single coverage to George Pickens, who's been dominating Cover this game. zero. I'm, yep. yep. I'm throwing He's the ball to George zero, Pickens, yep. and that was not the play call. Um, and that hey. is going to open up a whole lot of bi-week controversy, T-Bro, on Steelers Reddit and Steelers hey, Twitter. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Kenny Pickett, go rogue. Let's the rest of the season. <laughs> you know, let's not call. Let's not follow any of Matt Canada's calls. Let's go back to the Ben Roethlisberger offense where, you know, he's just calling every play at the line of scrimmage. And, hey, it, it worked. I mean, I they were settling for – they were at the 40-yard line or wherever it was. It was a – you know, it was a 
42, uh, 41-yard uh, touchdown. Oh, pass. so I mean, there was way. no guarantee. They ran it into the line with nausea, right? You know, the typical nausea run that gets stuffed right at the line of scrimmage. So go for <laughs> right the touchdown. Before, right before that touchdown pass, the broadcast showed a, a, a picture of the flags just whipping around at Heinz Field. We know we, it was a win. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I think it but, was into yeah, the open end zone as well. So yeah. uh, that's always the, the tougher one to kick in. So, so hey. like, yeah. Boswell's got a 54 yarder to win the game. Like, no, I love what Kenny Pickett did. And uh, Kenny Pickett's an outsized confidence guy, I think. Um, but like, maybe that's him just saying, Hey guys, look, you know, something's not working here. Um, well, good for him. If that Andy, was I'm an NFL quarterback. Like if I see yeah. one-on-one opportunity with the guy that's balling at the end of that I and mean, cook, Pick- I mean, he was cooking. Marlon yeah, they Humphrey. were. But Pickens, Pickens was cooking was Humphrey. Just owning him at the end of that game. So yeah. hey, let's let's feed the guy that's real hot right now. And hey, it worked out. So um, yeah, they go into buy this week. Uh, I guess we'll be watching Deontay Johnson. Yeah, we don't have to do it this week. We can do it next week. But um, they really need Deontay Johnson back in this lineup. Yeah. I think I think that's been kind of under talked about. Just he he bails them out in so many situations whenever this offense is. Uh, just can't get going. It's stagnant, and uh, he he's the guy that picks up first downs and gets this offense moving a little bit. So I think he's el- first eligible to come off in week seven. That was a pretty severe uh, hamstring injury he suffered in week one, though. So mm-hmm. no guarantee that he's back. The only uh, the only surprising thing about Allen Robinson season so far is that the Patriots didn't sign him. Oh. <laughs> He'd be perfect. Oh, he's I perfect. Mean, oh my God, that's what they need—another slow nine, slot nine, <laughs> nine targets for twenty-nine yards. Uh, on Baltimore's side, uh, the wide receivers must have something against. Oh my um, gosh, against Ooh, it was bad. Jackson. I was um, bad, dude. Flowers had I felt a huge drop. Baby, Aguilar with that—that that was a man. beautiful ball. That was a touchdown. Um, yep. It was a touchdown. Uh, Rashad Bateman dropped the touchdown. Rashad Bateman. Um, I hate when I read quotes after a game, and obviously there's a broken player. And Rashad Bateman's like, he deleted his Twitter. He's like, I did put this game on me. Um, I mean, it's almost like, unfortunately. Uh, a broken player who it, it's looking like they missed on that pick and injuries might be a problem with it. But I mean, I don't know if I'm going to overreact to this game guys, because the Ravens and the Steelers always do some sloppy shit, man. Like they, they gotta, that these games are always nasty. Um, but Lamar played better than the numbers indicate Graham. Uh, way better. Uh, he should have 300 yards in this game. He should have Easy. two more touchdowns that, you know, the pick at the end of the game was obviously a really bad decision and throw by Lamar, but that was art arguably one of like the only bad throws he had in this game. Uh, we're, we're not too concerned about Lamar um, moving forward though. I mean, this run game, I think is just kind of useless for fantasy or justice Hill rips off, you know, 14 yard, you know, long touchdown, long touchdown, air quotes, long. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, Gus gets tw- Gus gets the 12 carries here. I mean, I, we can't use these dudes. So um, Justice Hill, though, at least contributes in the passing game. You know, my wife started Justice Hill in a, in a flex spot. Like he's Ooh. almost like kind of like lowercase Tajay Spears. Like he's a bye week flex. Really like, lowercase. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, yeah, maybe he gets a couple of check downs. I guess we were going to watch they, that Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, he, yeah he I was about to say they could the get game, Keaton yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, so, yeah. So they need some him. juice in this backfield. Yeah, Gus we're is going, uh, Gus is a little slow. Yeah, he's, we're going, he we're, is a boss at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bus. Let's move to the Bengals and the Cardinals. And guys, I'm going to talk about the most encouraging play I saw from this game. And Jamar Chase had 15 for 192 and three. I'm going to tell you the most encouraging play I saw from this game. It was in the first quarter. Is it from Trent and Irwin? No, 
It was not from Trent Norway. <laughs> Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow gets sacked for a loss of 15 yards. And to me, this was the most encouraging play from the entire game because he's moving to his left. He's moving to his right. He's jumping over defenders to try to avoid this sack. And I said to Paul, I don't care if he lost 15 yards on the sack. What I saw there was a guy who had some functional mobility. Yeah. And that was a, that, that was a, uh, uh, an omen of things to come because Joe Burrow finally looked like Joe Burrow. 36 of 46, 317, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, guys, obviously, we've we've been taking the cautious approach, thinking eventually, Tom, we're going to see Joe Burrow. Um, but I had no problem being cautious with people saying, hey, look, we got to see it first. We saw it. He's back. And that doesn't mean there's going to be great games going forward, but the Bengals are two and three. They have a game coming up against the Seahawks this week, which I think all of us would say is probably a middle of the road matchup. They've got an opportunity to get back to three and three at the bye in an eminently winnable division. Um, and Joe Burrow having his best game of the year, Tom could signal that the Bengals are a team we should be buying on right now. Yeah, and you're com- completely right. It was the the moving around the movement around in the pocket. There was even a couple different scrambles that he had, and yeah, you know, we connected with the injury report the last couple of weeks. He's been off of it, so there must be some you know some confidence that he's getting healthier. So, uh, and that was Jamar Chase after last week's. Hey, throw me the damn ball. I'm always open, and uh, he sure was this week. Uh, they even connected on a long, you know, I think it was I saw on Twitter or X. Uh, that it was the longest air yards uh, for a completion this season. Yep. Uh, the the deep ball to uh, Jamar Chase in that game. So uh, got him going. Uh, and we'll see if we get T. Higgins back. They have a bye in week seven. Uh, so they could choose to to rest him, get him, get him three weeks of rest instead of uh, the one week with the broken ribs. But uh, this passing game is finally starting to come around. I could start to use him with some confidence. Seattle's defense was completely beatable until they went up against the Giants. So I would not be scared about that matchup. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, there there could be some back and forth in that game. So um, I, I have the total here. Yeah, that that one uh, opened up at 46 points. That so that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's that, good that should be a, a good game here. So I think we're we saw that one game that we needed to see from Burrow where we can like, all right, we can put him back into our fantasy lineups. He's been killing us the first four weeks of the season, but. I think we can put him back in and have a little bit of confidence. I don't think we're getting, I, you know, just because he's moving around the pocket a little better. I don't think we're getting the, you know, three points of fantasy production from rushing that we're used to getting from him in uh, years past. But uh, at least he can move around the pocket and get the ball to his best receivers. On the Arizona side, Graham, um, the only really big piece of news here is James Conner, another knee injury. I mean, look, yeah. the, is there a bigger story of James Conner, a better, uh, distillation of James Conner's career than an awesome 35 yard run that ends with a game ending injury. Um, the guy to pick up Tom, and I know he's on the waiver wire. Our boy, Trey Camberling wrote him up in a dynasty article this week, not a name I was expecting to see. Nonetheless, Tom, the guy on the waiver wire and Graham is Amari DiMercato. Um, he's a rookie out of Texas Christian. You might've, you might've recognized him. Uh, he was backfield mates with, uh, with Kendra Miller. In, yep. in TCU, he's kind of a stout guy. Ten carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. Also had three targets. Amari D. Mercado is a guy, uh, Graham, who we should be picking up. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a, he's okay. He's a little stiff. Keontae Ingram missed this game, I think, with a neck injury. So yeah, he's we'll he's had a neck back. injury the last couple of weeks. And yeah. you have to wonder if this opened the door for 
a guy that they brought in. Uh, you know, this is a yeah. new coaching staff. Yeah, I was about to say, I was going to say, you know, this should be Demarcado's uh, backfield here, even if they get Ingram back. They could sign somebody. Do we have any on, anything on severity on Connor's injury? Uh, I think uh, Edwin was saying last night, he thinks it's pretty minor. He, like, there's a okay. 50, I think he put out on Twitter that Seriously. it was a 50 50, per, 50 50 chance that Connor's even back for this game. So, yeah, but uh, okay. it is James Connor. And it yes. is James yeah. Connor. Hey, History you know what? Though this this he's gonna miss a couple games every year. You know, just this 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 will yeah. probably be his his couple of games where he misses. And uh, well, as long as he's healthy for the stretch run, Connor's been such a such a good RB two man. Yeah. And uh, I mean that's about it. Uh, I, I will say this: if Connor does miss, we're talking about these bye week flex guys. Rondale Moore gets carries and he's got five targets. He's only used as kind of a scat back. Um, and like pick him up and start him as like a bi-week flex. I, I think you could probably do worse because he can pop off a play. It feels like the, the offensive coordinator, Drew Petsing, Tom, at least has an idea on how to use Rondale Moore that Cliff Kingsbury never had. Yeah, we're, 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 we're using him more creative ways. I mean, it was all yeah. just these like shuttle screen, you know, all these little screen passes to Rondale Moore under Cliff Kingsbury. So uh, I, I, I'm not feeling too great about him. Uh, just a little dis- disappointed in Josh Dobbs' performance in this one. He yeah, he was he uh, he, ca- he, he was came bad. back to earth a little bit and uh, yeah. was you know was feeding Michael Wilson and Zach Ertz couldn't get those guys going at all this week and that that turnover at the goal line was was pretty brutal. That was kind of kind of kind of swung the whole game. They got that mm-hmm. you know the the fourth down stop at the goal line. Uh, I believe they had the lead at the time and then he throws the pick six and that kind of flipped the entire game. The Eagles and the Rams, the Eagles win this one 23 to 14, Tom. Um, and I'll be honest, this is the first time I felt like the Eagles offense moved with the efficiency that it did a season ago. And I don't think it's a coincidence. If you guys saw my theories that I had been posting out, this is the first time Jalen Hurts looked explosive as a runner this year. Um, and that is a huge factor for the Eagles to keep drives going. Um, Nick Sirianni, Mr. Mr. Squeaky Wheel Greaser, Dallas Goddard has a monster game, and Devontae Smith gets one catch in this game. Guarantee you against the Jets, if they have Sauce Gardner following around A.J. Brown, little Sauce Gardner, they're going to get the ball to Devontae Smith next week. So just keep an eye out for that. But um, the Eagles, Tom, are the Eagles every week. You start Hurts, you start Swift, you start A.J., you start Goddard, you start Smith. One of those guys is going to have a bad game, and the rest of them are going to have good games. Yeah, and it was it was good to see Goddard. Yeah, finally, finally put one together here. It, it's been a rough start for him. Um, all his efficiency metrics were, you know, basically cut in half from last year. Uh, it was, it was a, you know, he, he they kind of turned him into a, just like a check down tight end uh, through the first four weeks of the season. But they used him more down the field, and he looks explosive after the catch as well. So uh, that they opened up that part of the offense, and hopefully this is a sign of things to come. And uh, I, I think this offense as a whole. Uh, is starting to turn a little bit of a corner. I, yeah. I, I think uh, they they took their lumps uh, under uh, Brian Johnson here the first couple first couple weeks, but I think he's starting to find his uh, rhythm as a play caller as well. So the red zone is the key here. Like they've st- they've still struggled in the red zone, um, and I think that might be for play callers. I I've never called plays in the NFL, but I have to imagine that's kind of like the last thing that clicks because you're dealing with restricted space. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally it's, agree. It's, that's it's yeah. one of yeah, it's it's always the thing they they try to install, you know, uh, you know, most important Wednesday, Thursdays is the red zone. So we'll see that coming up. And Joe, to your point on Hertz, man, like, you know, we're not going to get 
you know, 15 carries every single week. But like that was the base of this offense last year, especially yeah. in the run game is hurts on those zone reads with Miles Sanders. So them reinstalling that for him, man. I mean, you know, he gets us 28 again. I mean, it, it feels like, you know, Hertz is just a 30 burger waiting to happen every yep. single week. And how about DeAndre Swift? You know, this was something that we were Six for you know, 38, off of Miles. Baby. Yeah, man, that's the thing. I mean, Miles is only yeah. getting one or two targets per game. Swift's up here getting, you know, six in this spot. Holy shit, man. I mean, ceiling yeah, that's massive for Swift. So, so flipping over to the to the Rams side, obviously Cooper Cup had five catches on the first drive and just three the rest <laughs> of the way. The Eagles did a good job adjusting. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, they were playing off coverage on the first drive. That was not working. Um, so they brought nope. Bradley Roby in. He actually did a really good job. Um, but look, this is this is what we wanted to see, right? Van Jefferson was benched. Um Stafford throws 37 passes. 23 of them are in the direction of Cup and Nakua. Both wide receiver ones right now, Graham, in my opinion. Done. Yep. Yep. Lock absolutely done. And yeah, just yeah, move on. I mean, that's really kind of it. I mean, if we're going to get 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 targets for these two every single week, mixing a little 2 2 out, well, yeah. we're good. I mean, that's. They did not take it easy Stafford on Cup. Either three snaps no. off. No. Three snaps off. Sean McVay is like Sean McVay is a known liar, but he yes. he was he was right when he said that uh, there's yeah. no restrictions. No restrictions. Uh, who does LA have this week? Oh, the Cardinals. Oh they boy. Got Cardinals. Oh, oh that can be After a pretty watching, uh, juicy uh, game. What Jamar Chase did last week. Yeah. Yeah. Starting. Fire them both up. Yep. He might be the uh, uh, Cooper might be the the cover boy for the uh, for the DFS breakdown next week. I, I have a venture to guess. Uh, um, I'm not crazy. I'm just Tutu Atwell. Um, that, that was that's our little <laughs> that's our little rejoin we play oh, on a nice. game day. I was oh, not expecting that. That's so that. good. <laughs> that's my second favorite that we do after. Uh, uh, we'll out, look out, this that chase. out that chase joe burrow <laughs> that's my favorite one we do <laughs> uh anyway uh, <laughs> do you want you had another point on this on this game Graham? while i was singing yeah i, I was just gonna say cup cups up right like that's, that's oh way god you yeah. write this you, you, so he you looked i mean did you guys see any kind of different i mean he looked like the same old cup i mean no, he looked he looked like cooper me. cup to me oh by yeah. the way puka nikola's no touchdown he flat out beat james bradbury so yeah he's good like yeah. it, this isn't just like he's cooking dudes. Yeah. I've yeah. been saying this since week one. Watch the games. He's cooking guys. Like he is yeah. getting wide. No, like if this here, wasn't so, just like yeah. scheme, you know, he's a zone beater. No, he beat James Bradbury one-on-one no. -on -one down the sideline. Yeah, it was a great throw by Stafford, awesome. but still, um, and you, you just need to start him. I mean, he's obviously great. Um, the jets and the Broncos. Uh, I mean, guys, the Broncos are a fucking disaster. Russell Wilson is terrible. I mean, like he wasn't, he wasn't the guy who was he it wasn't his fault but like there's just like a little eeyore-ness to this offense right it's like oh what what will go wrong will go wrong uh, he's running around and he just drops that ball at the end these receivers aren't doing anything Cortland sutton stinks like i know he's been producing but like he's not any good i uh, i will say this though they cannot take this julio mclaughlin off the field it's a problem it. it's a problem yeah. overall because yeah this is this is going to turn this is already turning into a three-man backfield javante will probably be back next week they they pushed him to see if he'll play so 73 receiving yards oh man yeah oh man i had yeah. my, my my 11th round p ryan shares are getting a little getting a little run here you know so man, whatever yeah. but uh, yeah i'm worried about him going for i'm like javante man uh he's I don't know. Like he's he's going to be a guy we're going to be benching a lot moving forward here. I, I don't. 
I think they're going to get McLaughlin six to eight touches a week. Uh, you can't yep. take him out of the mix. And Samaji Piran's kind of locked into these these goal line oper- You know, not the goal line, the uh, the passing stuff. So I just I, I think Williams is uh, this is going to be another kind of lost season for him. It's it's really shaping up that I know. way. I know I downgraded him, Tom, for that reason, you know, not just the injury, but it's, I mean, McLaughlin's got more juice. Piran's yep. got the passing down role. And then we don't, we don't know what the goal line role will be. So for Javante, man, I don't know what we're left with this season. Yeah. It's, 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 it's and the team's bad. So yeah. that's, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, at the very least, they're going to have to score points because the defense is awful. Um, but yeah, uh, let's flip on over to the Jets side. And there's only one takeaway here. Zach Wilson. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, I made DFS lineups with him too. Uh, He's Zach Wilson, and he's playing the Eagles this coming week, so forget about it. Um, but Brees Hall's awesome. This is this is going to be really interesting to see this week against the Eagles because the Eagles have the best run defense in football, and Brees Hall, he, I mean, guy, Tom, he's a legitimate difference maker. Like, uh, it, the, he does not move the same way other running backs move. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Robert Salah, you know, hey, we're uh, you know we're we're taking the the reins off of them, and they actually did it. Uh, they they fed them the ball. Uh, still fifty two percent snap share, but uh, got the twenty two carries in this game, which is what we wanted to see. We're tired of this ten to twelve touches a week uh, bull crap that they've been doing, and uh, even got a little bit of uh, work in the passing game here as well. So, uh, but with a little bit of good, there you know Elijah Vera Tucker that looked like. It could be a. It was a. They listed it as a calf injury, and they're gonna check it out here today. Uh, I think there's some concern that it might be a little bit, little bit more than that. They did just have an Achilles injury with Aaron Rodgers, so I think they're a little, little worried about that injury. Yeah, uh, this they offense. Said, uh, they said no uh, Achilles, but yeah, I don't think Vera Tucker's gonna play this week. Well, yeah, and it, it looked pretty serious. It looked like maybe a, a an extended stay uh on the on the sidelines is coming up for him and this this offensive line is already pretty thin and as you said joe we got the eagles this week so um he's capable of breaking off a long run as we saw but i'm a little concerned about him coming up here in this matchup against the eagles uh kansas city and minnesota kansas city wins 27 20 another uh end of game disaster class for the vikings clock management and um Uh, and then, of course, uh, the the flags and uh, well, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll bottle our uh, our 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 Chiefs conspiracy theories here. But obviously, <laughs> the big news, Graham, is Justin Jefferson. Um, yeah, he could not finish this game. Um, I think O'Connell was kind of non-committal at the end of the game. On uh, you know, we'll see how long it takes. It's very clear Justin Jefferson could well be missing some time. And here's some bad news. The Vikings don't have a buy until week 13. So if Justin Jefferson, there's no buy to get him healthy. Um, it looks like it's possible, Graham, he misses week six's game uh, against the, who do they play? They play the Bears, or which is which sucks to miss that game because he'd go for 200 in that oh. one. <laughs> yeah, he would go for 200. It's it's brutal. Um, yeah, it, our guy Edwin was saying 50-50. We, we don't really know more. We'll know more a little later today. Uh, I will say, I mean, Jordan Addison – uh finally good, got the, the oh my explosive. goodness finally yeah finally got the huge game and then you know if, if jefferson doesn't play i mean i think this is kind of a part of the reason we liked addison too is like there's also the like some contingent yeah yep. the contingent upside that like hey if jefferson does miss a few games here like man he could he could lose his freaking mind we could very well see it i will say addison was still around 75 percent of the snaps he was still behind kj osborne but if you know obviously this all goes out the window if jefferson misses game 
Yeah, yeah they, I, I, that'll be interesting to see. I, because like Brandon Powell, it seemed he seemingly just like kind of stepped into Justin Jefferson's role in that in in the fourth quarter in that game. He led them in targets in the fourth quarter, and uh, so we'll we'll see what exactly happens. But I think you give the whole week for Jordan Addison to get ready for this game. You got to, you got to, got to give him the full-time role over Brandon Powell. So um, off the waiver wire, you know, we'll be talking about that tomorrow, but uh, I think KJ Osborne has to be, you know, kind of a handcuff. If you're a Jefferson owner this week, uh, obviously you can't go pick up Jordan Ad- Addison off the waiver wire. So uh, if you need a little backup plan, I think Osborne's going to be pretty active. Uh, as you said, it's yep. against the Chicago bears as well. So uh, a matchup yeah. that he could take advantage of. Yeah. Uh, on the chief side, uh, real Kelsey quick, I want to mention the Madison. Acres. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Real quick on the, the backfield here. Madison, 51% of snaps. Uh, he obviously scored this, this week, but uh, him and acres are, are splitting here. So we, uh, I, I put Madison on the watch list, but honestly, Joe, we could, we could probably downgrade him. I think at this point with acres mixing in more, yeah. you know, Vikings offense not looking great. You know, Madison only getting, you know, eight, 11 carries. That's that's just not going to get there for fantasy. Yeah. On the Chiefs side, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, I mean, Kelsey's dealing with the ankle injury, which clearly we have to watch. But right now, the only two players on this team who are reliable are, 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 are or the only three, rather, are Kelsey, Mahomes, and Pacheco. Although, Rasheed Rice, I mean, I thought if there was one receiver who could emerge this year, it kind of felt like it was going to be him. Yeah, I, but it's still fresh. I mean, 30% of the snap, like this, it's, a, you know, he kind of, he saw less work than he has been in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, it was a beautiful match up here. Uh, one that we, we, we used them, uh, three bros, our uh, fantasy team. We used a uh, rice in a spot this week. Um, but this, like, he just refused, Andy just refuses to uh, kind of let him take off here. It's a little frustrating, but. It feels like it's eventually going to happen, but it just hasn't to this point. But he's the guy that you, if you have to own a wide receiver here with the Chiefs, you, yeah, it's Rushy Rice. It's it's no doubt for me right now. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Sunday night game, which was an absolute freaking disaster. <laughs> um, Dallas, Dallas offense is bad. Like I don't know. Look, the 49ers have a great defense, Tom, but Dallas's offense is is just not good. I mean. The offensive line isn't great. Um, the uh, the I, it's not the strength it was. I don't think Dak Prescott's playing particularly well. What's your what's your uh, autopsy of this Dallas offense, T bro? Yeah, I, it's kind of broken. I mean, if they can't get CD Lamb or Tony Pollard going, I mean this those two guys are carrying this offense. Dak Prescott, as you said. Uh, the, the, we don't even have to spend much oxygen on it. I think all the talk shows uh, across America oh, yeah. are right. going to yeah. do it for us this week. But uh, I mean, he's he's uh, as the kids say, he's he's certainly looking mid last uh, since the start of <laughs> 2022. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, this it's was just more proof of it. I mean, it's kind of it's Lamb and Pollard. Yeah. Like, who else do you feel good about here? No one else, and then not with no. not the way with Dax playing right now. You're not playing him and. Uh, he, he can't get Brandon cooks and Michael Gallup going right now. So, yeah. uh, Ferguson, it was going pretty well through the first, uh, you know, last couple of weeks here, but, uh, just the, the total volume of this offense kind of killed him this week as well with just 24 yeah. attempts. So he couldn't even get there at tight end. They play the chart. I think it's the run game, man. Yeah. I, I yeah, think it's this run game. Like 
Dak, Dak needs a run game, you know, and, and Pollard is, I, I mean, I'm a huge Tony Pollard fan. Obviously they got blown the hell out. Couldn't run the ball in this game, but uh, they've struggled to run it, you know, consistently they'll have periods, they'll have drives where they run it well. And then it just, it just goes away. Um, you know, it's, it's very concerning though, that they can't get CD lamb going, especially in this game where they trail the whole way throughout only five targets for 49. Yeah. He just had that um, one long reception. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right life. Yeah. Well, what a disaster. Yeah, I'm writing up this game. I'm writing up Dak as a as a downgrade. I mean, we can't use him in fantasy in one QB leagues anyway, but like it's really like, man, he the he could be we could be looking at some skill regression here. Um Joe, you I you and I were texting last night. I mean, ever since Dak stopped running, you know, Dak yep. was a kind of a I won't say mobile, hyper mobile quarterback, and he could no. move, you know, but it, the it, ankle it kind of goes back to like the burrows and like at least the threat was there. He could manipulate the yeah, pot exactly. and like he just it, yeah. like it's, it's just not, not like there you don't like think of Burrow as you know a running quarterback, but that's like what Dak could do. He could just move around the pocket and make more play. Like he's stationary now it, it's i i see those two situations kind of similar here yeah. uh hopefully burrow is getting his mobility back here though yeah on the 49ers side i mean i don't know what else to say you, you kind of just have to play the guys every week oh, um yeah. this was this was kittle week yeah. and he all three of his catches go for touchdowns and, and at, at some point i mean look this isn't where you drafted him brock purdy's twice the fantasy quarterback dak prescott is right now <laughs> He's I mean, Dak Prescott doesn't run. A lot of quarterbacks, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Dak Prescott doesn't run. So, like, what what's separating them right now? Like, Purdy's in a better offense, and he's yeah, a better I mean, quarterback right now. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's not a hot take. Purdy's playing extremely well. You know, yeah, the way he playing. processes and just throws over the middle, it, it's incredible for a guy his age and uh, you know where he was drafted. It, it it's. It's everything I, I wish my Kenny Pickett was. I mean, they got, I feel like they right? have very similar yeah. skill sets, and uh, he just cannot process mm-hmm. and throw over the middle like Brock Purdy. It's not even close. So uh, they, they got a gem. They just an absolute steal here. Uh, now it's, it's, we're seeing why they moved on from Trey Lance and yeah. let Jimmy Caroppolo walk. It's, it's not even close. So that'll do it for this edition of the Market Report podcast. Somebody's using some sort of circular saw, I think, in Graham's apartment. Um, <laughs> no, that, what the John, hell? Long John, that, Sorry, that's, guys. That's yeah. Moyer. He's uh, he's vacuuming in, in the house. No. Oh yeah. No, so, no like, so yeah. Um, let me tell you something. As somebody who used to live in an apartment complex, the lawn crew would only come when you were recording. That is a fact. Um, it, it, it's it's insane. But uh, sorry about that, guys. At the end of the podcast, um, uh, we'll talk about we'll, uh, we'll Tom and I will be with you on Tuesday morning to talk, talk waiver wire. We'll see if there's any huge names to put out there. Obviously, with the bye weeks, but uh, we I'm sure we hit on a lot of them today. Check out the Marker Report podcast here. Uh, at Fantasy Point, well, you already did, but check out the article at FantasyPoints.com. Use code Gorific25 to get an additional 25% off off of what is already 25% off for the 2023 season. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Market Report podcast. For Graham and Tom, I'm Joe. See you at FantasyPoints.com, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.